0: You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast. Big week as we get back to our five shows a week schedule. Yeah, what happened last week? Well, I had a little bit of an ear infection. I had a little bit of a dog emergency concern. Lots of things threw me some curveballs last week, but we are back. We're getting ready for the blue-white game, or if you want to call it the blue-white game. It's a final spring practice week for Penn State. We're going to break it down all week long. I'll get into what we're going to be doing with our coverage on the podcast a little bit later. And then we're also going to dive into some of the things to watch with this Penn State offense. I am Kevin McGuire, your host here at the Locked on Nittany Lines podcast, and today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. Before we get started with today's episode, I do want to make sure that you are following this podcast for free on whatever your favorite podcasting app may happen to be, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio. And of course, you can check us out on the Odyssey app, formerly radio.com. Now it's the Odyssey app, A U D A C Y. So give us a follow on any of those podcasting apps or all of them if you happen to be a glutton for punishment. And of course, make sure you leave those ratings and reviews across the board. Really helps us as we continue to grow and lots of stuff to look forward to. Again, a busy week on tap here as we get back into the swing of things here on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can also stay connected with us in a variety of ways on our social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all using the same username of Locked On Nittany. And we are going to get the Twitch stream fired up for Saturday with a little bit of a post-game, post-practice live stream coming to our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash We may also be streaming on YouTube. We'll see if we can figure that all out between now and Saturday. Lots of time to figure that out. Hopefully, you're all staying connected and staying in tune with everything we have going on here. Now, of course, this is going to be the big week for Penn State football. A year ago, they had no spring football practices, but now they get their full allotment of spring practices in, and it will come to a culmination scheduled for Saturday with the final spring practice. And all week long, we are going to be breaking down different things to be paying attention to with this particular spring practice. It's not going to be a traditional blue white spring football game. I think as many people have become accustomed to seeing, but there's still a little bit of question about how this is all going to play out. And maybe by the time that this podcast rolls out, we'll have some more information. But as of now, we're just kind of guessing as to see how this is all going to go. Again, I think it's going to be a little bit one of those situations where you have a unique scoring system. Uh, you know, you may see first team offense versus first team defense or. You know, you may just see a package of plays. We don't really know exactly what the game plan is at this point in time. We also don't even know what time this is going to be uh, played. As of the time I'm recording this episode, early Sunday afternoon, I'm still waiting for some details exactly on what's going to happen on Saturday. What we do know is that some fans will be in attendance. Of course, family members will be invited into Beaver Stadium to watch their sons play in this final spring practice. And, of course, Penn State is opening the doors for first-year students to give them their first taste of what a football environment is sort of like inside Beaver Stadium. I still think it's a little bit of a weird decision, but, hey, the decision has been made. And, of course, this is a suggestion that hopefully we're still heading in the right direction as far as this pandemic is concerned. I've already noted previously that we should be paying attention to what's happening with the baseball cities in Pittsburgh and Philadelphia as they go through with their stadium capacity issues or uh, expansions throughout the summer because if Pittsburgh and Philadelphia are increasing their capacity, that should be a good sign for what could be in store for Penn State fans looking to get to a football game in Beaver Stadium. Uh, We already know that the Phillies have already increased their attendance up from 20% to 25% just after a couple of games in their home schedule, so Hopefully, that's a good sign of things to come, a long way to go between now and September. But of course, the focus right now is on spring. So there are going to be some fans in the stands in Beaver Stadium to witness this final spring practice, and that'll be cool. I don't really know exactly what the environment will be like. It's certainly not going to be one of those high-capacity spring games that Penn State is known for. Penn State usually packs in somewhere between 60 and 70,000 people for a spring game. And they're usually among the leaders in the nation in spring game attendance. I've been following that for a while. It's actually, I stopped doing it the last year, and I don't remember if I did it in 2019 either. But I figured I'm not even going to waste my time with it in 2021 because it's just going to be something that's not going to be quite the same as it has been in years past. But hopefully in 2022, I'll get back into the swing of things with tracking the spring game attendance throughout the world of college football. I just have fun following that kind of data, and uh, I know that some schools and some fan bases take that much more seriously than others. Penn State fans certainly have a lot of reason to be prideful of what kind of attendance they tend to pack for a spring game, but obviously that's not going to be the case this week. So this week on the podcast, we will dedicate one episode per day to a different asset of what to be paying attention to. For this spring game. Today's going to be about the offense. We're going to get into that starting in the next segment, but I just want to kind of map this out for you so you can plan accordingly this week. And we do want you to be involved as well. So, like I said, today's episode, it's going to be about the offense. We've talked a lot about the offense already on the podcast leading into the spring practices and during the spring practices. So, I'll just kind of rehash some of the points that we've been talking about and maybe bring some new interesting ideas to the table. But tomorrow is going to be our Twitter Tuesday episode. So, this is the episode where I want you guys to submit your questions about Penn State spring football. And spring football practices what you're wanting to know going into the saturday final spring practice get your questions in follow us on twitter at locked on nittany and submit your questions today if they are in by 4 p.m eastern they're guaranteed to be included in tomorrow's episode we really need your help to about build tomorrow's episode so stay tuned and reply to those tweets that you'll see on their twitter account at locked on nittany It's all going to be about your questions, so get them in now, get them in early, get them in often, and we will try to fill in as much as we can in tomorrow's episode. And then coming up on Wednesday, we'll dive into the other side of the football, the defense. I've got some interesting things that I'm paying attention to as far as this defense is concerned. And I'm starting to get a little bit more excited about what I'm potentially going to be seeing from the defense going into 2021, just based on some of the, the preview content I've been putting together with Nittany Lionswire with a couple player profile cards that we've already put out and some more that are in the works right now. And I'm starting to realize that there are some pretty good players on this defense that we should be paying attention to going into next year. Obviously, we know some of the names already, but we're going to dig a little bit more into that in Wednesday's episode as we take a look at the Penn State defense this spring. Then on Thursday, it's going to be about the special teams. I don't know if that's enough to fill up a whole episode, so we'll throw in a couple other topics, but special teams will be featured in the Thursday episode this week. And then on Friday will be kind of our final thoughts, our final analysis, and a couple things to keep in mind as you go into the Saturday final spring practice. It'll be our what to watch episode, the final thoughts, the final analysis, and I'm not going to say we're going to have any predictions or anything like that, but just kind of the final storylines that we're going to be looking forward to on Saturday. And on Saturday, stay tuned because I'm still, like I said in the intro, I'm still going to try and put together a little bit of a post-game live reaction stream on our Twitch channel. So you want to stay tuned to that. And of course, if we do get a chance to do this live stream the way that I'm envisioning, uh, we will put together the audio and put that out in podcast form for you as well. If there is one thing that I've got going on Saturday. I'll be getting my second vaccine shot. So that could throw a little bit of curveball into some of the plans. But it is being planned right now. We are hoping to have a live post-game reaction stream type of a setup for you guys on Saturday. So lots of stuff to keep us busy throughout the week. We're going to have some daily Penn State final spring game preview coverage for you right here on the podcast. We're going to get it all started in our next segment coming right up. First, I want to let you guys know that now is a great time to get involved in the world of sports betting. And the best place to do that is with Online. That is because they are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports action. Coming down the stretches in the NBA and the NHL, Major League Baseball has just gotten started. And of course, you can place some college football future bets right now if you're so daring. Best place to do that, once again, is Bet Online. That's because they've got real-time updated odds and props on just about anything you can possibly imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. Best way to place your bets. And it is totally free to sign up. All you have to do is head to their website on your desktop, or on your laptop, or even on your mobile device, betonline.ag. Sign up today, receive a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. It's the best way to get free money to win some big money. And the best place to do it once again is BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts across the Locked On podcast network. So follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so we already know that one of the big storylines for Penn State this spring is certainly what to expect out of this offense. There are some very key ingredients to keep in mind that suggest that Penn State should be ready to hit the ground running or flying when the season starts up in Madison, Wisconsin in week one of the college football season. You've got a third year starting quarterback in Sean Clifford. There are some concerns about the quarterback depth behind him, but having a third year starting quarterback certainly helps put you ahead of the curve compared to what a lot of teams may be facing this time uh, in the college football schedule. And of course, you also have one of the top wide receivers in the Big Ten who has made the return or the decision to return to Penn State for one more season, that being Jahan Dotson. We're going to talk a little bit more about Dotson in our next segment, but let's focus on some of the other reasons why you should be excited about this Penn State offense and why it's going to be very interesting to see the first glimpses of this Penn State offense when they hit the field this Saturday for the final spring practice. And that is, of course, because there is a new offensive coordinator in town. Yeah, we've been through this cycle before with a new offensive coordinator coming in and trying to leave a little bit of a new print on what to expect out of this Penn State offense. But I continue to say that the addition of Mike Ursich, former offensive coordinator from Texas, previous stops at Oklahoma State, Ohio State, and of course, Shippensburg University. Got to throw that out there. There is reason to be excited about what he brings to the table. This is a clear upgrade as far as offensive coordinating is concerned over Kirk Sciarocca, who spent one year here at Penn State. And I think that Kirk Sciarocca got off to a tough time because he didn't have a full spring practice to work with the team. Penn State didn't have the spring practices last year, and that is a dangerous spot to be in when you have some new members on a coaching staff, including an offensive coordinator who certainly had some big hopes for what to accomplish going into the 2020 season, Mike Hirsch doesn't have that uh, thing holding him back right now. He has had a full offseason, a full spring practice to work with his players and try to get them on in the same page, on the same page I should say as they look to reshape the offense. And I don't think they need to reshape a whole lot. I don't think this is going to be a drastically different offense, but we will get our first glimpse of what could potentially be different with this Mike Yurcich offense this Saturday. And that's one of the reasons I'm very excited to get a chance to watch this spring practice because I want to see if there are any new wrinkles in what's going on here. We know that Mike Yurcich does like to have an offense run with a pro-style quarterback, little, but and that's not necessarily something that Sean Clifford has done during his time at Penn State. I'm interested to see if they are going to change the way that Sean Clifford runs the offense. Will we see that on the field? Or is this going to be something that's a little bit more of a gradual process where you know that they've recruited a quarterback who probably fits the Mike Yersuch style a little bit better for the class of 2022. But how much of that is going to be ingrained in the offense right now with what they have. And I do think that there is reason to suspect that Mike Yurcich is smart enough to understand that maybe he doesn't have all the pieces he would ideally like. But he has some good pieces in place that he should be able to utilize to his advantage. We already know Brenton Strange, a player I'm sure we're going to talk about a little bit later this week as well. He's going to be one of those players that I think a lot of people are very excited to see his next step in his progression and how Mike Yurcich brings him along. Also a new tight ends coach in Ty Howell, uh, of course, a former Penn Stater himself. So this is a very key position to keep in mind because Penn State is now in the post Pat Friermuth era. Uh, Pat Friermuth going off to the NFL could be a second round pick, probably a third round pick. We'll see how that all goes down. Uh, Next week's show is probably going to be dedicated a lot to the NFL draft just to throw that out there right now. But Brenton Strange is the guy that kind of stepped into that role. Once Pat Fryermuth went down last season, got a little banged up, Brenton Strange was the guy that really stepped up and and made some plays. He had some really good moments in his brief time as Penn State's top tight end, and I think that some of the reaction we're seeing coming out of spring practices is that Brenton Strange is ready for this job that's on hand, and I'm very intrigued to see just how much of a contributor he's going to be in this offense, because I do think that in addition to Jahan Dotson, I think there are some wide receivers that are certainly ready to kind of flourish a little bit more going into the season. Having that full spring with Mike Juricic, including Parker Washington, Keandre Lambert-Smith, I think those are two guys that I am very excited to see them take their next steps. Daniel George is another guy that's out there that's been on the radar now uh, in this Penn State offense. I, I think there are there is no shortage of reason to be excited about the wide receiver position. And to think about where we were a year ago when... Well, well, I should say a year ago going into the spring when we had questions about the wide receiver position as a whole. I think those questions are non-existent going into this spring. I still think that there's some there's some things to prove. There's a, certainly some room for growth and improvement with the wide receiver position as a whole. But it is not at all the kind of concern that I had for Penn State going into the 2020 season when Jahad Dotson really uh, helped ease some of those concerns. But uh, that was a big question mark for me going into last year. I think it's actually one of their strengths on offense going into the 2021 season. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say, though. Of course, feel free to chime in on our Twitter account at LockedOnNittany. Share your reactions and share your opinions about what you're excited about or what you're eager to see about with this Penn State offense. Of course, get in your questions for tomorrow's Twitter Tuesday episode. One other thing I will throw out there is, of course, uh, the running game. Uh, we already know that Noah Cain, if he's healthy, uh, he's going to be a main player, I would think, in the running game once again this year. We saw Devin Ford. We saw um, Kevon Lee. <laughs> I could have blanked on his name for a second. But we saw some of these running backs really kind of grow into their positions as last season went up. Uh, unfolded and we saw some growth in the course of the season after being thrown some curveballs right out of the gate with No King going down very early in that season opener against Indiana that of course following the sudden retirement of Journey Brown just shortly before the season started for his own health concerns so Penn State's strength was supposed to be the running game last year and they were pretty much taken right off track right out of the gates uh, and it took some time for that to regain some confidence and I think that that confidence built as the season went along so I think the running game is good. I think you've got a third-year starting quarterback who's in a pretty good position going in with a developing tight end and improved wide receiver depth. I think all of the ingredients are there for this offense at Penn State to be one of the most improved units in the country. Not just the Big Ten, but the country. And I think Mike Yersich is going to show a little bit of reason why you would have that expectation starting this spring. I don't think they're going to spill out everything in the playbook. But I do think we're going to see some reasons to be excited from this offense in the spring game this Saturday. Well, the spring game is a great way to satisfy your hunger for Penn State football. But what about the rest of the week? What about your actual hunger inside your stomach? The best solution for that is probably the best protein bar on the market. And that, of course, is Built Bar. They are the protein bars that taste just like chocolate bars. And they've got such a variety of flavors. They just recently went through a tournament to determine the best one. I still say the coconut puff is the one to beat but there are so many other great options available like cookies and cream caramel brownie apple almond crisps mint brownie salty caramel and i already know what you're thinking if you haven't tried built bars before you're wondering how can any of these flavors possibly be healthy well i'm telling you they may be covered in 100 chocolate but they are 110 percent delicious They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. Check out the flavor profile for one of my personal favorites, the Peanut Butter Built Bar. 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, just 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams net carbs. And with so many flavors to choose from, there is something out there for you. So go to BuiltBar.com, check out all the options they have available, get a variety pack, or load up a box of your favorite flavor and get that Built Bar into your routine right now. Right now, you can go to BuiltBar.com. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. And they are still offering a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. Take it from me. Put those Built Bars in your fridge overnight and throw it in your cooler when you go to the gym, when you go to work. You're going to have a nice, cool, refreshing treat that's really going to help you fill full for the rest of the day. Or just get you to your next workout or your next meal, whatever the case may be. But remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. From April 19th through the 26th, make sure to listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network, featuring analysis from NFL experts like Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, and Michael Lombardi, our local experts for every team, making trades and picking the next stars on their team. Follow the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, that's right. We're going through the mock draft right now and just going to throw it out there. There may be at least one Penn Stater that gets picked up along the way. don't think you'd have to think too hard about who it's going to be. So make sure you check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm going to be involved in that at some point in time. So make sure you stay tuned and check it all out. Anyway, we are talking Penn State offense. And the biggest star I think that Penn State has going for them right now, it's pretty clear. It's wide receiver Jahan Dotson. Coming off a truly breakout season, if you want to call it that, he was one of the best wide receivers in the Big Ten. I think he was criminally underrated by the AP voters who put together their all Big Ten team. I don't know how he managed to miss the cut for an all Big Ten roster from the AP at the end of last year. Obviously, there were some really good wide receivers in the Big Ten. So I understand the competition for some of those top spots was probably pretty thick. But Jahad Dotson certainly deserved recognition as being one of the best wide receivers in the Big Ten, somewhere on the AP's All Big Ten team. Again, I will take them to task every day for that omission. But because we are talking about one of the guys who made some of the biggest highlight plays, biggest highlight catches among Big Ten wide receivers last year. And yeah, Penn State starting off 0-5 didn't help the cause, but you're talking about a guy that gave Penn State a lead late in the game against Indiana, had two back-to-back brilliant catches against Ohio State, managed to show that he is also deadly on punt returns against Michigan State, opened the game against Illinois with a 75-yard touchdown, and that's just a small sample of the kind of highlights he was capable of making For Penn State last year. So anybody who was watching Penn State last year saw one of the breakout stars in the wide receiving game that Penn State had to offer, that being Jahad Dotson. As I said earlier, one of the biggest questions I had for Penn State going into the 2020 season was whether or not they had a wide receiver capable of stepping his game up and becoming that go-to wide receiver, or if they had any depth at wide receiver. And it was a legitimate concern when you go into that 2020 season. And it didn't take very long for Jahad Dotson to answer that question with brute force authority because he proved that he was not only capable, but ready for that moment in the spotlight. And yeah, Penn State didn't get off to a great start with their record. But you take a look at what Jahad Dotson brought to the table, brought to the field on a weekly basis, and you realize that Jahad Dotson was a serious playmaker. And as I mentioned, Penn State found multiple ways to get him involved not only as a wide receiver, but on special teams because he had the ability to break a big play at any given moment. But he is not ready to rest on that. He came back to Penn State for one more year for a couple of reasons. He could have gone off to the NFL. I don't know where he would have been drafted in the NFL pecking order, but he certainly would have been drafted. But now he is coming back. He wants a shot at redemption, not just, not really individually, but as a team. And he, among a couple other players, got together, had their FaceTime call, and they decided, let's come back, let's redeem ourselves on the football field. And Jahad Dotson coming back, he wants to be a legend at Penn State. He is very motivated by becoming a Penn State legend before he leaves. If he had left last year, he would have been one of Penn State's best wide receivers in quite some time, certainly in the James Franklin era. You're talking about a guy that's already 17th on the all-time receptions list. Or I'm sorry, receiving list as far as yardage is concerned. But if you bring him back for one more year, let's say a full 13-game schedule that'll include a bowl game. Hey, you want to throw in 14 games or 15 games? I'm not going to stop you. But you're talking about a full 12-game regular season, a potential 13th game in the postseason somewhere along the way you've got a very good chance that Jahan Dotson could not only break into the top five on Penn State's all-time receiving yardage list, but there's a chance he could make a push for number one. It's going to take a lot of yards to do that because it's going to mean that Jahan Dotson will have to set a single season receiving yardage record for Penn State, which is currently held by Allen Robinson with just over 1,400 yards. Uh, he needs to get a little bit more than that if he wants to climb into the number one position, not being off the one and only Bobby Yangram. Bobby Yangram is the only wide receiver in Penn State history with just over 3,000 receiving yards for a career. Uh, So you're talking about Jaha Dotson. He's roughly halfway there. He's got a little bit more ways to go, but he is certainly ready to skyrocket up this all-time receiving list uh, in a hurry. It won't take him very long to get into the top 10. Uh, and top five is certainly well within reach. You could be talking about one of the top three wide receivers at Penn State when all said and done when it comes to total receiving yards. And that is what's helping to drive his motivation going into the season. Even if he doesn't end up number one on that list behind Bobby Yangram is not a bad place to be. Because Bobby Engram, as far as I'm concerned, is the best wide receiver that Penn State has ever had. Throwing Allen Robinson, throwing Chris Godwin, Deshaun Hamilton, they certainly all had some big moments as far as wide receivers are concerned. But Bobby Ingram is still the gold standard for wide receivers at Penn State, as far as I'm concerned. During my time watching them, uh, I still think that Bobby Ingram is certainly, head and shoulders, the best wide receiver that Penn State has had. Jahan Dotson is making a run for Bobby Ingram. And I don't think that's a coincidence to suggest that he is one of the best wide receivers that James Franklin has managed to bring into this program and that's why we're talking about him wanting to be a legend. He came back for one more season. He's going to get full season. He's going to have a lot of weapons around him that'll help maybe take some of the pressure off of him to make some of his big plays, but you know that he is capable of doing that and that's why it's going to be very fun to see Jihad Dotson perform for one more season. In a penn state uniform i don't know how much of him we will actually get a chance to see in the spring game i really don't think there's lots of reason to play him in the spring practice so i think some of the focus i think as far as saturday is concerned should be on some of the other younger wide receivers because we know what jihad dotson can do we need to use the spring game to kind of get some other guys involved and see what they can do to bring up their game jihad dotson is going to be there in the fall we don't need to worry about that but let's uh you know kind of scale back what we could see from him on saturday in the final spring practice and keep our motivation and gearing up for what could be a very big 2021 season from one of Penn State's best wide receivers of the Big 10 era. If you want more on Jihad Dotson, we've got a player profile card available for you now on nitnylineswire.com and you can also check out a photo gallery I put together of Jihad Dotson, take a look at some of those highlight reel plays in photo frame freeze frame form with our photo gallery. So lots of stuff of what Jihad Dotson going to over on NittanyLionsWire.com. Check that out today. But that will do it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for following on your favorite podcasting app, including Spotify and the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, all that good stuff give us a follow, give us a rating, give us a review, really help us out as we continue to push forward. And again, a big week on tap. Tomorrow will be our Twitter Tuesday episode. So get in your questions right now about what you're looking for out of this Penn State spring, what questions you may have for after the spring game. And of course, we'll bring that to the table in tomorrow's podcast. But we need your questions. We need your comments. So get them in today, right after you listen to this podcast. You can connect with us on our social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all using the username of On Nittany. And head over to twitch.tv slash LockedOnNittany and follow our channel there. And make sure you turn on those notifications so you know when we go live on Twitch. We should have our live post-game reaction stream coming up for you on Saturday. We'll have to see exactly what time frame we're talking about, but that is the plan right now. I am Kevin McGuire. I'm the editor of Nittany Lions Wire on the USA Today Sports Media Group uh, Network on the College Wire sites. You can check us out at nittanylionswire.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Kevin on CFB. Don't forget about my Patreon at patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. And of course, I'm a contributor over on athlonsports.com. I think coming up next week, we'll have a schedule analysis For Penn State, that you can look forward to over there as well. So, lots of stuff going on right now. It's a busy time of year. It's a good time of year. And I'm happy you're here with me as we continue to get ready for this weekend's Penn State final spring practice. Call it the blue white game if you want. It doesn't really feel like that right now, but we're getting ready for it. And I'm looking forward to it as well. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Make sure you check out all the other great content across the Locked On Podcast Network, including the Locked On Big Ten podcast. And I will wish you guys all a great day. Have a good one. Good one to know today. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.